Right, this is a pivotal moment for the future of the global media industry. Absolutely. I feel like we said that two years yeah. ago when the ANA published their media transparency report. But as anticipated, it's taken a little while, but the Department of Justice in the US has now instructed the FBI to issue subpoenas to a bunch of media agencies in follow-up to the ANA's transparency report. So if you remember, that was looking into uh, agency financial practice with suspicion, where they found rebate practice to be pervasive, they yes. called it, across a whole type, whole range of different agency types um, in the US. So this has now got serious. Yeah, I mean, that 2016, when the ANA and K2 issued that report, it yeah. sent tremors through, through the industry. Uh, on the back of that, there were some positives, right? So uh, the trade bodies ISBAR, the ANA, got together and they designed a media contract yep. that was uh, protecting uh, client interests, right? Yep. You had Mark Pritchard from P&G standing up, demanding advertisers take back greater control of yep. media decision making. Which we've spoken a lot. I mean, we just, this is what we've been talking about That's for two fine. years. But do you, know, do you know the scary thing was that we, we, we saw a report uh, maybe a year ago about uh, the amount of ANA members that had acted uh, on the back of that report, and that was yeah. only half of them. So half of them had either ignored the findings or were oblivious to it. Now that yeah. is absolutely kind of terrifying. Yeah. But, uh, but also, I mean, and, we, and we've been very, very strong advocates and supporters of the work that the ANA have done and you know, the validity of their report and how helpful that has been to kind of trigger yeah. some positive change in the industry, and mostly that marketers are taking a bit of control and interest in media. Um, however, I think its ambition was not necessarily to name and shame, and they didn't name and shame, if you remember in the report, it was kind of anonymized, but that it should be a catalyst for better collaboration across the industry, to trigger something to happen, that was the ambition. You know, maybe to impose some form of self-regulation mm -hmm. to ward off government inter intervention yeah. or interference but this is this is probably now an intervention absolutely that, that, that maybe could have been avoided yes. with better collaboration for the industry so it kind of makes it look like a bit yeah. nothing really happened now whilst that kind of at the time didn't feel as though it was kind of soft the approach the, the ANA and K, K2 had to take was one of kind of collaboration with the agencies they had to they had to persuade them to share information um, as soon as the FBI and the Department of Justice are involved, yeah. uh, that kind of rather soft approach, I think, will be out the window. Yeah. They are going to go in, they're going to be highly forensic, they're going to demand disclosure of everything that they need to conduct the investigation. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to name names, and they're going to do some serious finger pointing. Um, and if this doesn't generate and create uh, a universal reaction from the marketing community, then, then nothing will. No, exactly. And this has to be one of the things I think is really important to state is this, this is not a, a media agencies in the spotlight, although they're the, obviously the focus of the, the current subpoenas and investigations. So you'd imagine they are somewhat feeling in the spotlight. But the responsibility exists all the way down the supply chain, and that's what we've been talking even up. So Erwin uh, Gottlieb, who's now uh, retired from Group M, but was the global chairman of Group M and one of the founders mm. of you know agency trading volume and these kind of things. Um, had said a couple of years ago, I watched him on stage, interviewed by Bob Leodice, the, a, the CEO of the ANA, uh, at one of the ANA conferences, and said, you know, we operate fully within the boundaries of our contract, or more or less like that, those words, um, which means that, you know, some of this practice, I'm mean, not suggesting that Group M are more or less likely yeah. to be involved, but agency practice 
it's probably not illegal. It's probably operating within uh, some of the things that the, the DOJ are going to find is that practice may be pervasive, but it's within the bounds of the contract. It's not necessarily going to be illegal. We hope, um, which puts the onus on the marketer. Yeah. Like if your contract is weak, then you, you're not going to be surprised Absolutely. with some of the implications. Absolutely. Of more fool the marketer. I mean, the, the agencies are far more sophisticated in understanding the, the parameters of the contracts with which they work. Yeah. And they are far smarter at exploiting those opportunities within that. And that's, that's perfectly fine. However, mm. uh, if the desire uh, or the, the, the desire for greed has become too great, for some stakeholders and some agencies, and they have actually crossed the line, mm. then I'm certain that this, this investigation will, will, will find them out. Yeah. And I think that is the most kind of nuclear uh, option of all. Which so, is the big risk for the agencies, is just to try and figure out if mistakes, like mistakes, but you know, if people have crossed the boundaries of what is acceptable legally under the contract, it's yeah. questionable like where the moral guidelines sit because an agency really should be an agent and should be acting wholly in the interest of the advertiser, but that's been kind of up, up for discussion uh, somewhat. But you know, within the legal bounds of the contract, if you've broken those obligations, and that's the risk, there may be some people that have crossed the line for some reason. Yeah. That's now, uh, the DOJ is gonna hunt that down. Absolutely. Uh, and that's, that's the biggest implication. Uh, so other implications. I mean, this is this is big. Yeah. This is really serious. There's a lot of money at stake. Yeah. Um, you know, these are big contracts. Uh, the U.S. market is 250, 270 billion dollar uh, media buying market, yeah. controlled hugely by six major companies who who operate uh, a vast majority of that of that that buying. And these uh, some of these companies have been yeah. been uh, subpoenaed. The biggest thing. Uh, like two years ago, when the ANA report came out, I will link to an episode, an interview that I did with Bob Leodis, who's this, I've already mentioned him once. Mm. We'll mention him many, many other times. Yeah. The CEO of the ANA, mm -hmm. and I was saying to him, "Where's this going to go? Like, where's the ANA report? What's what's going to happen?" And he was convinced then that at some point the government would get involved. He was under no doubt. He referenced uh, events of 15 or so years ago where similar investigations were done by G DOJ and people went to jail. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, you know, not even hesitant that this, at some point this day would happen um, and that they were going to get involved. And the reason is, is there's government money at stake. Yeah. The US government are one of the US's largest advertisers and their money is going through some of these companies. So their motivation, not just to try and you know, apply some rigor and discipline and transparency to an industry, but see where their own money went. Yeah. It's a big motivation for government money. And the second thing is, the political climate right now in the US uh, would, let's say, may benefit from the kind of headlines that this investigation could throw out. Yeah. So I'm, what I'm talking about there is, you know, uh, it might suit the current uh, US administration, who are a little bit cynical, let's say, about the media. Mm. Um, you know, if findings showed that some Madison Avenue conspiracy was defrauding, uh, you know, U.S. companies or even U.S. taxpayers. Yeah. And that's quite explosive language. Yeah. But you can kind of imagine the headlines and how that would play out. There could be a lot of political kind of sympathy and yeah. motive and motivation, yeah. power behind this, which is scary. Absolutely. And the other thing is that that it's going to impact everybody. So yeah. for those that 
perhaps weren't driven to action on the back of the first one. Uh, as soon as the government are involved, then their respective CEOs will be going to the CMOs, what's going on? Yep. So CMOs have to now lean into this situation yep. and begin to kind of create a, an action plan. The thing that I'm kind of slightly most depressed about is that you know, this is going to provide another cloud to the industry yeah. at a time when you know we talked uh, the last episode about yeah. about trust levels being even even lower than they were two years ago, um, but there was then a sense of optimism. We had last week. Didn't a we? Sense of optimism. Didn't yeah, we? The, we did. the, the, the people that responded to our survey felt that that was going to change. Uh, this investigation is not going to be a quick fix. This yeah. is going to go on for some time, yeah. and whilst it does, there is going to be a dark cloud over the industry and. Uh, I think the only thing that we can begin to hope that will begin to neutralize that is for the trade bodies to stand up together, both the trade bodies that represent the advertisers and the trade bodies that represent their, their agencies, and to stand together and have a point of view together. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I think that will perhaps begin to neutralize this, this toxic kind of cloud that's going to be yeah. encompassing the industry for a while. So, you know, all, all ever hopeful and optimistic, um, you know, because we think that the industry hopefully can repair itself and is not going to, we'll come on to talk about, you know, potential implications if, of regulation if they're enforced upon the industry. Um, so we're going, in this episode, uh, that was a long introduction, wasn't it? But the, this episode is actually about creating an action plan. Yeah. So as a marketer, we're going to come back to this in a minute. So as a marketer, what should you be doing right now? Uh, and we're going to give you, actually, we're going to revisit the action plan that we shared two years ago after the K2 report, the ANA's uh, Media Transparency Report, uh, of the things that you should be doing now, next, and future. We're going to actually go back to that and see what, what, what may have changed. Um, but first, before we do that, let's just think about some of the other implications of this current announcement. Yeah. Right, so let's think about some of the implications. Let's start with the agencies, because yeah. they are, like us, uh, somewhat under the spotlight right now. Well, the first thing is disclosure. I mean, with the A&A report, they were, they were invited to participate, and I don't yeah. think too many, many of them absolutely did. There's no, there's no opportunity not to when you're subpoenaed by, yeah. the, by, the, no. by the government. So uh, they will have to disclose everything, and the investigation will be forensic. That's yeah. the first thing. The second thing is on reputation. Uh, you know, trust and transparency, trust through transparency, has never been, never been worse, yeah. right? I mean, it's yeah. just horrific. So they're going to have to continue working within a cloud of kind of real reputational damage. Yeah. And, um, we've, and we've just, add to, add to that, we've had calls from CEOs of, or leaders of a of number of the agencies that have been subpoenaed kind of reassuring, yeah. or trying to reassure us and that we can reassure some advertisers that it's kind of business as usual, yeah. they appreciate this is going to go on a long time and it's and really and there are still, damaging. There are still big pictures on, right? Yeah. So they're having to sort of deal with that and this cloud at the same time. The thing that I think has the greatest impact though is on talent so the vast vast majority of uh of talent within the agencies is, have no idea of these kind of things these yeah. things going on they're they're committed to driving great delivering great work for their clients but they must be getting tired they must yeah. be getting tired of these accusations they must be getting tired of all of the hard work that they put in uh not being recognized and actually being accusations being thrown at them yeah. so the, the the senior management within the agencies to maintain a level of positivity yeah. within within the agency uh teams 
is going to be a, a, a massive challenge. Yeah. And then finally, uh, you know, we know that media is, is a massive generator of income for the big holding groups. Yeah. Uh, as these kind of pipes get tightened up further and further, uh, less income is going to be coming through. Yeah. And so that's going to have a commercial impact on, on the whole. These are the drivers, aren't they? Absolutely. These are, for the 20 years, these have been the drivers of the success of the groups. Yeah. I'm just thinking about your, the talent. I mean, it's, I think probably talent is probably the biggest kind of un... You know, it's going to be the biggest untold impact from this because we yeah. think it's a very kind of commercial and reputational thing. Talent, we've seen, and we, as we were predicting... Sorry, I keep saying we keep predicting these things, they happen. But you know, what we call the changing of the guard at agencies yeah. was massive changes of agency senior leadership over the last two years that unprecedented, hadn't seen that before. So you know, loads of people have retired or kind of moved, moved on. That will continue to be the case, I think, as there's pressure and scrutiny on kind of past practice. Yeah. And secondly, this doesn't help us attract the best graduate yeah. talent into the industry. I mean. You know, who's leaving college now thinking, I want to go into media and prioritise that, who doesn't maybe have a parent that says, hang on, didn't I read about that in the Wall Street Journal? This looks a bit fishy. It's like, you know, saying that you wanted to go into banking at the, at the kind of at the height of the financial yeah. crisis. You know, it wasn't number one choice. That's right. Uh, and that's a, that's a real shame. It's what it a is. great industry. And um, we're closing the doors to young talent, which yeah. is a shame. What about uh, from the advertiser perspective? Well, from the advertiser perspective, so what are the implications as an advertiser uh, what this means is uh, potentially lost money or wasted money. And what we mean by that is there's a risk if an agency is being incentivized from rebate practice, there's a danger that, this is the risk, some of the recommendations that they've made about where you should put your money, what channels to invest in, may not be the right things for, to drive your business growth, but could be things that are more lucrative to the agency. Yeah. As soon as you start allowing agencies to make significant income from rebates, because you've got a weak contract, then maybe they start optimizing against that. That's the risk, mm. okay? Um, and that means that your money's maybe being put in places that don't work as hard for you. So that's a waste of money, loss of money. That's the big thing. The other implication right now, and I feel so sorry for CMOs having kind of woken up to this news, uh, is it's just a headache. It's a headache, another headache amongst many, many other headaches and challenges of a CMO. And now if I was a CMO, I've now got to call my media agency CEO up again and say, what have you been doing? Like, why have you done nothing? I called you two years ago and you assured me that this was nothing. I called you two years ago and you told me we're dealing with it. You might have given me some compensation or like reassured me in certain ways, but now I'm reading it in the financial yeah. press again and now I'm getting heat again uh, for, for stuff. Like, what are you doing? That's the thing. This is a headache I just don't need. Yeah. Um, have, you know, what have you done in the last two years? That's what I think as a CMO, my disappointment with the industry would be what the hell have you been doing for yeah. two years? You know, we heard about this two years ago, you've done nothing, and now I'm still in the spotlight. Yeah. So I think absolute exasperation from a CMO, and a big question comes back to trust. Like, mm. who do you trust? You know, when DOJ yeah. start instructing the FBI to start investigating agencies, you know, that is the, that's the low. Like, as a CMO or a media director, who do you trust? Um, you know, we, we were challenging marketers two years ago and predicting the, the, you know, taking back control would become a thing. I think it was our word of the year. In fact, that year, you know, control, which has now become a bit more of a thing, you know, greater scrutiny on contracts. And I think those that took action two years ago, 
in our view anyway, in our experience, uh, have got competitive advantage yeah, from those that buried their head in the sand and thought yeah. this would all go away. It was only ever going to get, get worse. And those that took action uh, in the way that we're going to come on to describe then uh, probably in a better place. That's right. But the biggest, the biggest implication of all to our industry yeah. is that I'm almost certain that this will force regulation uh, on the way that money is spent, yeah. money is invested, uh, especially, especially within digital channels. Um, you know, the murky and fraudulent supply chain that, that Mark Pritchard talked about uh, has for too long been completely unregulated. What we yeah. should have done two years ago, or the trade body should have got together and we should have self-regulated ourselves. Uh, the government will now, in the US, will now force regulation to take place, guardrails to take place within the industry. And the great thing about that is that that will protect the most vulnerable advertisers. You know, companies like L'Oreal, companies like Procter & Gamble, big spending businesses have acted upon the findings from two years ago yeah. and are protected. Yeah. It's the ones that perhaps don't have the governance protocols and processes internally to, to, to act upon them. They're the ones that are constantly being exploited. Yeah. And I think regulation coming down from a government body will at the very least protect them. And then hopefully we can, we can turn around and, and, and make improvements. Yeah, exactly. So, the, I mean, that's kind of would be our rallying cry as it was two years ago. You know, trade bodies. So in the US, the ANA and the four A's have got to collaborate now together on this. Yeah. We've got to bring the industry together. Um, two years ago, they kind of fell out over this media stuff. Um, so that's critical. We really need them to, to stay close together and you know, create charters, common standards, code of conduct you know, to, for self-regulation. To You can't stop the DOJ investigation, but you may kind of ward off, A, ward off like deeper investigation, but, but also do the right thing for yeah. the advertisers and just make, take business back to where it should be. Yeah. It has the risk to uh, you know, spread to other countries, really, because arguably the ANA's investigation in 2016 create, forced greater scrutiny over media in many, many places around the world, certainly in our experience and, and working with different organisations around the world. Um, so that's the thing. This is not going to be probably as isolated as we think. So let's come on to talk finally. This is an epic episode, isn't it? I mean, we've got it's a lot. It's, a, it's an important episode. But there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but let's think about the practical stuff now. Um, so, as a marketer, my question, as always, yeah. is to you. It's like, what should you be thinking now? So you've read the Wall Street Journal mm -hmm. um, report and all the other stories that have been going on around this. You've probably started to have some. In conversations internally. Yeah. You've heard from people like us who've been yeah. issuing kind of thought pieces to to you as an advertiser. Yeah. Now what do you do? Well you need to act. You need to reduce the risk your exposure. So the first thing to do is to manage the narrative and the communication yeah. internally because uh, your CEO, your senior C-suite will be asking some questions. So have a clear point of view on how exposed you yeah. are or not, uh, what you're gonna do about it, and a clear action plan, and be definitive. Yeah. Um, the next thing to do, which is a slightly more practical point, is get hold of your contract. Yeah. Have a look to see how robust, how relevant, how up-to-date your contract is. Mm -hmm. Again, we're talking about you know, agencies uh, being experts at operating within the confines of their kind of contracts you need to be as competent as a marketeer as the agencies yep. are in order to make sure that that doesn't happen. So get an internal narrative yep. and then have a look at your contract and then start putting in place 
actions to try and control any any damage coming from from a contract that isn't particularly strong. Yeah. Okay. So that so that's the stuff to do right yeah. now, which is to you know deal with the risk yeah. immediately. Deal with the risk. We're going to give you. I mean, we're following the play the playbook here that we gave two years ago. Our recommendations are exactly the same. Yeah. Some people implemented this stuff. I think they're in a better place. Some didn't. If you didn't read your contract two years ago, yeah. what were you doing? Go back, uh, find it now. So that's the first thing. So and you can download this action plan from from uh, underneath the video here. So that's the now. Next, which is really about just improve our current position. Yeah. So. The two things that we recommended in 2016, exactly the same, right? First is, if you're not auditing your media, think seriously about that. Set KPIs and measure success, yeah. because without that, you have no idea what's going on, um, both in terms of tracking value, but also think about contract compl compliance or financial audits periodically. Uh, you know, do exit audits of, yeah. of, if you're changing agency, things like that. It's just good practice, good habit. The second is take control of planning. And yeah. what we mean by that is that planning represents the risk. Rebate is, a, is just would be a corrupter of planning process. So that means if there are rebates in the market, that could be encouraging agencies to plan media and channels which aren't appropriate for you, yeah. but which make them more money. Mm -hmm. So you've got to have better visibility of that. That means better briefing to agencies, which is a big weakness yeah. in a lot of marketing organizations. Um, and then checking that the work matches the brief yeah. and having a point of view on what appropriate channels should be for you and challenging agency if you don't yeah. if you don't think what that is. So that's the kind of next thing to do. And then like thinking much more longer term yeah. then for the future to protect yourselves. Well, the, the first thing is, is ensure you get a mandate from your leadership team yeah. to provide stronger, better governance around media. And yeah. that just means, it doesn't mean in-housing, it means just being capable of making smarter, more informed media decisions yeah. and being able to manage your agency partners better. Now, perhaps that requires some internal capability training well, yeah. or some, uh, some better uh, you know, organizational structures and resource yeah. talent being brought in, but it's about getting a mandate. And it's, it's kind of interesting that the, the brands that we talk to, that we, that we refer to as those brands that uh, are protected now and that will probably be looking at this and feeling uh, feeling comfortable in their positions yeah. are the ones actually that have that have gone through kind of this process and yeah. this journey yeah exactly right um, so you know, this is big news it's not going to go away I imagine this is going to take about a year or more for, probably for the DOJ process to kind of run through they're going to be some big ups and downs uh, we'll keep you kind of updated both in terms of what's going on, but what the implications are. So as a marketer, this is just something to watch because it has all the implications that we've talked about and probably many, many more that we will uh, revisit.